0: Today on the Weekend Bible, we are covering the requirements of the sin offering, which was to be offered on behalf of the children of Israel whenever they sinned. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Weekend Audio Bible on the Streetlights America podcast. I am your host, Daniel King. So last week we covered Leviticus chapter 3, which covered the requirements for the peace offering, which, as the name may imply, was intended to be a gesture of peace between an individual and the Lord. Now today, we are covering Leviticus chapter 4, and this covers one of the more serious sacrifices, one of the more serious offerings, and that is the sin offering. This should illustrate how serious sin is to the Lord, both the symbolic gestures of the offering and the bloody requirements of said offering. However, there is something else I want to touch on at the end of this reading. In the meantime, without further ado, let's begin. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a person sins unintentionally against any of the commandments of the Lord, in anything which ought not be done, and does any of them. If the anointed priest sins, bringing guilt on the people, then let him offer to the Lord for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bull without blemish, as a sin offering. He shall bring the bull to the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord, lay his hand on the bull's head, and kill the bull before the Lord. Then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and bring it To the tabernacle of meeting, the priest shall dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the Lord, in front of the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall pour the remaining blood of the bull at the base of the altar of burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Ye shall take from it all the fat of the bull as a sin offering, the fat that covers the entrails, and all the fat which is on the entrails, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them by the flanks, and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys, he shall remove, as it was taken from the bull of the sacrifice of the peace offering, and the priest shall burn them on the altar of the burnt offering. But the bull's hide and its flesh with its head and And legs and its entrails and offal. The whole bowl shall be carried outside the camp to a clean place, where the ashes are poured out, and burn it on wood with fire. Where the ashes are poured out, it shall be burned. Now the whole congregation of Israel sins unintentionally, and the thing is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done anything against any of the commandments of the Lord, in anything which should not be done, and are guilty. When the sin which they had committed becomes known, then the assembly shall offer a young bull for the sin and bring it before the tabernacle of meeting. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their heads on the head of the bull before the Lord. Then the bull shall be killed before the Lord. The anointed priest shall bring some of the bull's blood to the tabernacle of meeting. Then the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil. And he shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar, which is before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall pour the remaining blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. He shall take all the fat from it and burn it on the altar. And he shall do with the bull as he did with the bull as a sin offering. Thus he shall do with it. So the priest shall make atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. Then he shall carry the bull outside the camp, and burn it as he burned the first bull. It is a sin offering for the assembly. When a ruler has sinned, and done something unintentionally against any of the commandments of the Lord his God, in anything which should not be done, and is guilty, or if the sin which he has committed comes to his knowledge, he shall bring as his offering a kid of the goats a male without blemish and he shall lay his hand on the head of the goat and kill it at the place where they kill the burnt offering before the lord it is a sin offering the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour its blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering and he shall burn all its fat on the altar like the fat of the sacrifice of the peace offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. If any one of the common people sins unintentionally by doing something against the commandments of the Lord, in anything which ought not be done, and is guilty, or if his sin which he has committed comes to his knowledge, then he shall bring as an offering a kid of the goats, a female without blemish, for his sin which he has committed, and he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering, and kill the sin offering at the place of the burnt offering. Then the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger, and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and pour all the remaining blood at the base of the altar. He shall remove its fat, as fat is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering. Then the priest shall burn it on the altar for sweet aroma to the Lord. So the priest shall make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven. If he brings a lamb as a sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish. Then he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering, and kill it as an offering at the place where they kill the burnt offering. The priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and pour all the remaining blood at the base of the altar. He shall remove all its fat, as the fat of the lamb is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering, then the priest shall burn it on the altar, according to the offerings made by fire to the Lord. So the priest shall make atonement for his sin that he has committed, and it shall be forgiven him. And that will conclude today's reading. Now here is something that I actually found kind of interesting while reading this, something that I something I didn't necessarily catch on to before. As I stated earlier, the price of sin is heavy. If not dealt with, it has eternal consequences. Now the sin offering, as we see here, seemed to have a couple different levels. You had the first two, which was with a bull. One for individuals and one for the entire nation of Israel. And then you have one for the ruler, which interestingly enough is strictly a goat, Like, there's no alternative given, the leader has to bring a goat. Now, if you move on to what they consider to be the common people, again, they mention that they would bring a goat. However, when you read towards the end, there's a caveat. Verse 32, where it said, If he brings a lamb as a sin offering. Now, here's what struck me about this it wasn't just like the tear thing all by itself that was interesting. But it was interesting to me that the lamb was down at the bottom of the page. And in the way it's written, not that I'm a scholar by any stretch of the imagination, but by the way it's written, it strikes me as the lamb more often than not being the exception. Now think about this for a moment. What is the Messiah described as? When you think about it, when you think about Jesus Christ, you don't think about a goat. You don't think about a bull. You think about a lamb. In Isaiah, when he prophesied about the Messiah, he said he was brought like a lamb to the slaughter and like sheep before their shearers are silent. And Jesus Christ is quite often referred to as the Lamb of God, as the Passover Lamb. Now, why I find this very interesting is that the Almighty God, the Son of the Living God, his identity was not with the bull, which was for exactly entire nation or for unique individuals. It wasn't with the goat. That was for the leaders. That was required of leaders to offer. And not even the goat of the common people per se, which seemed, by the way it's written, if I'm reading it right, was considered to be the most common. But the lamb, the last one mentioned at the bottom of the list, which I would have to assume would have been considered a lower offering, but an acceptable offering. God chose for his son to be represented not to the big guys, but to the lowliest of us. Let me put it to you this way. When we think of following the Lord, a lot of us, there are a few of us, that would say that a whole nation has to follow the Lord for the entire nation to be saved, per se. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. But in the end, God is not calling exactly to entire nations. Now, you might hear me say the complete 180 down the line later, but that's just because I do feel that God has a calling on everybody that has congregated together as a group in the world. So eventually I might sound like I am contradicting myself, but hear me out here for just a little bit. When it comes down to our salvation, the price of sin... It's not necessarily to the big guys on Capitol Hill, not necessarily to the wealthiest or strictly the wealthiest, yet God's grace extends all the way over there. Yet the Lord chooses to show himself merciful to all people, but in describing his meekness in spirit, chose to be with the lowliest and, quote, common people of the world, you and me. Everyday people who work everyday jobs, live everyday lives. Again, I do feel that people in authority do need the love of God, probably way more than most. But considering that the Lord came for all and chose to identify His Spirit with the spirit of the meek, with the least of these, is a love and a compassion that cannot be explained away or truly replicated in this world. It can only be reflected with the Holy Spirit living in us. And I will say this again. Down the line, I might sound like I contradict myself. But at the core of it all, the Lord reaches out for us all as individuals with individual invitations to His kingdom to be showered in His grace, which was paid with an ultimate price of His life. So don't think that any place in your life your status, your living situation, the desires of your heart, don't think any of those will discount you from the grace of God. Because if the mightiest God of the universe, who created all and gave all life, would choose not only to send his Son to this world for the sake of all mankind, but would identify himself with the least of these, will most certainly have a place in his heart grace and kingdom for you and that will conclude today's episode ladies and gentlemen I want to thank you all so much for listening and for spending some time with us today if you want to hear more of this podcast please be sure to subscribe you can find us on apple podcast google podcast spotify and on stitcher radio also if you want to receive email updates every time an episode's published just go to streetlightsamerica.com and on the homepage sign up for our newsletter that will send you a direct email with an episode every time it is published but as always thank you all so much for listening may god bless you